This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I have the honor to host this show where I get to talk to the best speakers, the best consultants, everybody in our industry who's going to share ideas with all of us on how to be better in this crazy profession that we work in. And today, we're going to talk about leveraging social media to build stronger relationships with your audience. Sounds to me like something we all should be doing. And our guest is David Wagner. Now, he is someone I saw speak at the Winter Conference for the National Speakers Association. And he had a full room of people who were watching his breakfast time presentation. People were taking a lot of notes. And we knew we had to bring him here to Speakernomics to share it with the whole community. So, David Wagner, welcome to Speakernomics. Thank you, Tom. Pleasure being here. Ah, we're glad to have you. What are your two tips for speakers on how to leverage their social media? One, grow your viewership. And number two, pixelate your site. All right, get ready, everybody. Here we go. For those of you who don't know David Wagner, he helps thought leaders share their great ideas. And he does this through his framework of experiential marketing strategies. He works with speakers, authors, influencers, and others to help them really grasp social media and make it work for them. So, David, let's just jump in. Your first tip is grow your viewership, right? Well, that sounds great, but we all want to do that. How do we do that? In this day and age, we're spending so much time online. In fact, since the pandemic, there's a unique stat that that baffles me too more hours a day people are spending on social media. So it's a matter of being where the audience is. And one way of doing is by using just a single, very powerful video that you can boost on an ongoing basis. And what you do with that is you start attracting viewers to this one particular video and you set up what is called a custom audience through Meta, now used to be Facebook, the Meta, and Instagram, and you can grow your viewership of people just by securing the number, um, securing specifically those people intrigued in that particular piece of content. Not only that, you can differentiate people that have watched your video 10 seconds, or maybe a through play, which is 15 seconds, or maybe watch 95% of your video. So little by little, by putting this video out there, maybe even for $2 a day, you start attracting people into your narrative. That way they are aware of who you are, aware of the knowledge you provide, aware of your ideas and how you present from the stage. Uh, The key here is to amplify the experience that you deliver from the stage by leveraging the social media channels and staying in front of people on a regular basis. 
So just a single video that you're constantly promoting. So first of all, what's this video about? How long is it? What am I saying? What, what's my topic? What's my themology? Yeah, that's a great question. You know what happens, for example, when you see uh, Denzel Washington in 15 seconds as something very powerful at the Oscars, then you start seeing that video over and over and over and it stays with you and the message stays with you. So answering your question, you select the video that you see has the most punch, the most power, the one that you deliver from the stage. People just drop what they're doing. They're like, oh, my God, that is just amazing you know that he just said that at this moment in my life so you use the content that is the most provocative and the one that has the most value and that's the one you use i think a lot of thought leaders think oh, i don't want to give the the house away i don't want to put stuff out there that you know I, I present in my speech i get paid for that i'm like no i go completely the other way if, if you don't put out there what what you deliver at the top and and what's you know the the best idea that comes out of your mouth then you're not going to have any hooks you're gonna have no fish so you have to put something out there that really represents who you are and the, the personal brand that you represent so is this a video that i'm clipping from a keynote where i'm on stage and i'm clipping 15 or 30 seconds or whatever the right amount is or is it something that in my studio with my beautiful background and my microphone and my my podcaster voice i'm filming a video and i'm putting that out there or is it either or good question it's i would say it's either or and i'll tell you why because there are videos that have been produced on a studio that have certain relevance. Now, the challenge is nowadays, as you can see from other platforms like TikTok and Snapchat, user-generated content is just so powerful because you start playing something off the cuff, maybe walking down the street, maybe even you know, in, in a situation that you don't find yourself usually. And that attracts intrigues because in your mind, you're thinking, oh my God, what is is this person going to screw up? What are they going to say next? You know, if it is a natural flow of your ideas, then I would just pick the video that is performing the best. I'm sure, you know, I work with thought leaders that have been doing this for a little bit. They have a library of videos and they disseminate the videos throughout the channels, including YouTube. Well, pick the one that has the most views, pick the one that is performing the best, that has the most engagement, test it out. And if that one is not providing, then use another one. But the bottom line is that, that, custom audience that you start building as those these are users that are intrigued about your particular um thought idea message so where am i posting this video so first of all let's go back how long what's what's the ideal length for this video do i want 15 seconds because that's what some of the social media is clipped to or do i want a longer format video what am i looking for in this single video that's, I would think it's a, a little bit more of a long format, especially if you're looking to attract more solid um, attention. Um, if somebody watches a 15 second video, they can be intrigued. I would say they have certain degree of interest. But if somebody watches, you know, out of a five minute video, they're watching two and a half, three minutes, then I would say that you are providing great value. And that person is connected to your message. Now, this is not going to be a lead immediately, right? There's a wave of things that happen in between, but this is a perfect way to start collect, collecting the attention of those individuals who really want to get more out of the message that you deliver. And that way you're amplifying the experience that you have delivered from the stage. 
So let's say I've found a video. Let's say I've, I've got a great piece. I know it's good. People like it. It's three minutes long. Now, now, am I posting it everywhere? Am I posting it on one one social media? Am I posting it once and then boosting it constantly, or am I reposting it from time to time? What what am I doing with this video now that now that I picked my video? Now what? Yeah. So this particular strategy specifically talks to Meta and Instagram. They're just a very robust advertising platforms. So that's what, when I say $2 a day, that's where it will go on both of those. And that's when you grow viewership on these two. All right. So I'm posting it just to my Instagram. So is this going to be posted as like a real, like an uppy downy, or is it going to be a square that's, that's sitting in my regular posts? It would be uh, a square or a rectangle, you mean, right? Like a square or a rectangle, yeah. Yeah. And um, the real, the other way of measuring viewership with real is you can see the people that watch your real. But you can see how many people watch it. What you cannot do is um, build an audience around it un- unless unless you're posting it directly on your, on your feed, Instagram feed. It's a matter of how um, meta captures the it's called viewer engagement so they like you're scrolling you know on your phone and all of a sudden you see a video and then you stop right a video that makes you stop you watch it five seconds 10 seconds 15 seconds you know 30 45 a minute and then facebook is automatically measuring that and saying these individuals are more connected to your message and what you have to say than somebody else and that's why you start building. And, you know, you you can build audiences of 100,000 people plus. So and then later on, you, you send a second wave, maybe a little more value in the form of an infographic, in the form of a, a direct message. And maybe at that point in time, you say, you know what? I would love to just deliver a, a quick webinar to these individuals. And now you're, you're in a position to move these people from just interested viewers to webinar attendees and move them down the funnel from webinar attendees to leads ultimately. So let me see if I'm following this. And by the way, when we're saying meta, we're talking about Facebook for the most part. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah, some yeah. people may not, some people may not be ready for that whole switch that's going on with inside Facebook, but, but, um, so we're, we're posting a video into our feed and then we're going to promote it. We're going to boost that post. We're going to, we're going to advertise that post and we're going to continue to get it out just a couple dollars a day. How is that growing our viewers? We're, we're hoping that people will see it and then follow us. Is that what we're hoping for? No. You set up a campaign through a custom audience. So the custom audience registers the individuals who are watching the video. The audience starts building, you know, the video is being watched. Thousand viewers have watched it, 2000 viewers, 3000 and so on. That's what you don't see the people, you don't see their names, email addresses or nothing. All you need to know is that Tom saw my video for three minutes and here, Jane saw my video for 15 seconds. Well, I want to send a different message to Tom, who saw my video a little bit longer. And that's how you approach a strategy. And so how do you get to figure out how to use these tools within Facebook and within Instagram to be able to use them at that level? Like, I know I know how to set up a campaign. I know how to boost a post. But then I don't know what to do with the information. I've gone back and looked at how many people viewed it. How long do they view it? Yeah. How many are men? Yeah. How many are women? How old are they? Where do they live in the world? but I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I, I, I completely understand. Here's, here's, here's the biggest challenge that I see. We all want a sex pack. We all want to be in tip top shape, you know, but, but social media is, is not about short-term wins. It's about 
long the, the long tail. It's a long game type of strategy, right? So these are strategies that have to be aligned with your business goals. You know, the kind of um, activity that you see on social media and you measure are, for example, um, KPIs that have to do with conversions, KPIs that have to do with audience reach, KPIs that have to do with awareness and traffic. Ultimately, you have to sell something, right? Or you measure it in number of online leads. So ultimately your strategy has to lead to somebody arriving to a place where you host a majority of the definition of who you are as a personal brand, the value you provide. And if they have gone down the funnel and they have seen interest from, oh my gosh, this guy, Tom says good stuff to, oh my gosh, I, I heard that Tom is great on stage and I happen to be in a position to, you know, chat with Tom, maybe get him on uh, for a workshop to my, my company, then I can go down the path of, oh, let me go into his website, fill out an online form and reach out to him. So in that original post that I'm making that, that I'm going to boost and that I'm going to advertise out there in that original post, I should have some sort of a link to a lead page where I can capture information on my website. Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. You know why? Because if somebody doesn't know you from Adam or Jane, <laughs> I want to stay on both sides, but Adam or Jane, um, it, you know, it, it might be a little premature. I think the, the objective is to grow this viewership. When you hit 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 people throughout the next couple of months, then you can start providing with conversion type of KPIs. You don't want to put it up front, but you want to drive the message to the point where you can at one point in time say, you know what, get my book free, pay shipping and handling, and I'll send you, you know, uh, a guy that goes with it, uh, reviews that go with it, and PDFs that go with it, and all that. That will be that one. That's one thing you can actually measure, right? How many people sign up for this offer? So now you've taken them from just watching your message to the second so, step on the phone. So I've got this one video that we're yeah. we're re-promoting over and over and over again. Yeah. Am I reposting it, or am I just taking that campaign and and activating it again from that original post? Yeah. So great question. You probably have run campaigns with an end time. Yes. You can run campaigns for $2 a day with no end time. Ah, I've never, I've never done that because I'm cheap. So I am like, <laughs> well, well, we'll spend $2 a day for six days, but you know, I don't know that we're spending $2 a day for a thousand days, but you're saying stretch it out and get it out to more and more and more and right, more people. Right. When you look at it from that perspective, $2 to reach, you know, two, three, 500 people, it becomes nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get to get in front of people costs a lot of money. unless you're jumping from plane to plane, you know, and reaching a thousand people, audiences, pack, you know, venues. It, it just nowadays is a little harder. So you bring up a great point that I'm, I'm constantly somebody said this to me early in my speaking or early in my podcasting career with my personal podcast. And that was at the time I was only getting like a thousand downloads per episode. And while that actually turns out to be a lot for a podcast, to me, it didn't seem like very many. And I was like, oh, twice a week, I'm only getting a thousand listeners. And they said, what if you could speak on two stages a week and reach a thousand people each time? I'd be like, that'd be so awesome. And they're like, your podcast is a stage. And I was like, oh, and what you're saying is, is this video that we're posting on to LinkedIn and Instagram, it's a stage. It's putting you in front of more people and therefore exposing who you are. So therefore you want to do this for the long run. Exactly. Exactly. This is, you know, we see things uh, here, the team, you know, as long-term type of strategies. So know. how long do you work with your clients to promote this video? What is, what is, I mean, how long are they doing this? Is this a year? Is this two years? Is this you know, 
How, how long? When the client is very adamant about establishing, you know, ground strategies to build up and ultimately scale up, then yeah, we just set it up and let it run. Nice. That's 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 the objective. And then what you find is through A/B testing that there might be a possibility of using another kind of video, using you know vertical videos, using you know longer videos, different content. You know, as you and I will know, you know thought leaders have their thought leaders because they come up with new ideas all the time. So a new idea comes along, you know. But the key is you know to put things in front of people on a more. Don't ever think that people know what you do. Remind them. So. It's it's tingling in the back of my mind, which means it's happening to the listeners of this podcast, okay. is that I have promoted stuff, either a full campaign or boosted a post yeah. for literally probably the max of five days. Okay. And I've probably not seen very many results from having done that. And I'm probably hot and cold with how I play with things on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. You're making me think differently that I've got to play with one idea for a longer term to be able to get more people to see it and therefore grow people who know who I am. So let's walk us through a little bit of the person who's not outsourcing. They're not hiring you or some other consultant. Yeah. What should they be doing? Let's say somebody's at this point, 16 minutes into this podcast, and they are like, absolutely, I'm creating a video or I'm pulling a clip and I'm going to do this on my own today. What are the first three <laughs> things they should do? Okay. Well, maybe it will help if I give you... Um, uh, a different viewpoint that will also touch on the second, you know, point that I mentioned earlier, but yeah, and we can, we can touch on pixelize your site whenever you're ready to get there. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So you can just start working it in. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Fair enough. So the way all this started is like anything, you know, I jumped on the bicycle. I started using social media. Um, I was a chief marketing officer for another big, big speaker in it was great. It was great. Little by little, I started becoming friendly and connecting with um, people who were customers and clients. And then as things progressed, um, we developed that relationship. And it was mainly based on personalization. You know, I leveraged social media to, to really identify key things about people, about audiences that were unique to them and bring those into the conversation. And, you know, to the point where, you know, they, I wouldn't have to sell it. I was never, I was no longer a salesperson. It was like, oh, and David, when is the next event? You know, and, and David, what, is that for sale? Yeah, I didn't have to do anything anymore. It was just more like that type of relationship, you know. And what we did was we created what is called the X marketing framework. So that's our proprietary, proprietary framework. And it's basically is, um, it's about leveraging being authentic. It's leveraging being authentic and delivering that personal experience that evokes positive emotion and creates really strong relationships online, right? Because you deliver from the stage in front of 500 people. And then what? That's the question. And then what? How do you stay in front of, how do you amplify the experience and take it to the next level? How, how do you stay in a, in, a, in a personal setting with them? Well, arguably the most personal piece of technology and the, in the world is this thing right here, which I'm pointing to my mobile phone. I was going to say, it's an, it's an, it's an audio podcast and he held yeah, up yeah. his mobile phone. So the, for those of you listening, he was saying it's really personal. Is it the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. 6 billion mobile users, you know, 5 billion are using social media. So arguably this, this tool is the one that allows for more personalization, right? So the, the framework has three components to it. First off the narrative, how do we attract people into 
the narrative? How do you clarify your message and where is the value to the user? My rule of thumb is if you don't have something of value to provide, if you're talking about how you love your new hotel room or how you just had the greatest experience at this restaurant and that has absolutely no value to your audience, then I would second guess posting that. I am a big fan of if it doesn't have value, do not, do not post it. Um, Number two, the engagement. How do we engage people and connect deeply by personalizing content, right? Uh, Things that happen every day, for example, somebody's graduation, somebody um, has been cancer-free for a few years, all these things that, that you can bring into the conversation as you connect with them, being authentic to their reality of what they're going through. And finally, the audience, how to leverage artificial intelligence. And that's in great part what we were talking about with, two, with, the two, with the two points that I provided before, leveraging artificial intelligence and social media to build and target the right audiences, right? Because social media is, it truly gives us a, a deeper understanding about our audiences, specifically what they like, what they, what they feel. Um, and the deeper you understand that audience, the more effective your message becomes. You can talk to the person that you're actually presenting to, right? It's So um, artificial intelligence, growing your viewership is one way you, because you're allowing the social media platform to really capture the information just based on, on how many people saw your video. You know? it, it sounds so crazy easy but you know we didn't have technology for that 20 30 years ago how many people watched your program i don't know it was on ratings nbc would say abc would say oh highest rating how do you know you're not in my tv you're not behind my tv you don't know how to track that but today you know netflix can track how many minutes you watch certain you know certain programs how long you're staying at night you know all these things are trackable and that is what's key social media you can track all these things the first one being how you can grow your audience through video. And the second one, pixelating your site, which is mainly putting a little code provided by Meta, uh, Facebook, <laughs> and putting it on your website so that every time somebody comes to your website, it, it again, it records the visitors that come to your website. So when you're in a position to launch or serve an ad to these people, you know best not to give them something cold. You know they have already interacted. It's no longer spammy content. It's stuff that it comes second to them visiting your website. So that's why you pixelate your site because you start building and compounding that audience as well. So all this is about recording, you see? It's like memory pills, right? You're putting things out there that people are like, oh, wow, I saw. And you see it every day. You see it with, with maybe products that follow you around. But you also don't notice this. You don't notice that whatever you do on social media, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're listening to, whatever platform you're following, is attracting more and more of your attention. It's attracting more and more of your engagement. And that's key here. That's key because if people love what you said from the stage, they need to be reminded one week out, two weeks out, three weeks out about the value that you provide, not only for their business, but for their lives in general, right? That's why we work with thought leaders and how to share great ideas with the world on how to improve the well-being of everything that we do. You know, everything circles back around that. So I want to talk more about this number two of pixelate your site, because essentially it's like if I visit Subaru's website yes, and I'm looking at a four wheel drive Subaru yes. and then the next time I am on Facebook, yeah. I get an ad for a Subaru 
it's because their site was pixelated and that no other sites know that that I've been there. Is that why these things keep following me on social media is because somewhere there was a pixel that said he's interested in a four wheel drive Subaru. And therefore, we're going to take every possible Subaru commercial and put it in his threads. Is that's what's happening? Absolutely. And I would take it a step further. I would use the words you were interested in Subaru. Yes. Because once you start using the word spammy or they follow me around, that has a negative connotation. <laughs> Truth is, if you're interested in Subaru, you're interested in Subaru. Subaru. How are you saying it? No, <laughs> Subaru. So, uh, I have an accent being from South America. It kind of gets in the way. Sounds good to me. But I, I'll tell you, what. so what you're saying is if someone shows an interest in a speaker and then ads are going to start following these people along, it's because they put this piece of code onto their website. So how does somebody know how to do that? If they're not super technical, how do we pixelate our site? Well, it's a free tool with ads manager and with Facebook and Instagram. So you can just capture that pixel and put it in your site. Anybody that has a website has a person managing the website. You say, you know what, put that pixel on my website and let it start recording. And so you're getting the pixel, you're getting the code from the social media site that you're going to be using. Correct. You're putting it on your website and then your website is essentially talking. Yeah. To Facebook saying, this person was here. Let's show them my Facebook video. Correct. Now, I, I just want to clarify that it's not the speaker necessarily. It wouldn't be a good strategy to say, okay, um, I like this speaker. What I would say is I like the message that this speaker is putting out. But, but they came to that speaker's website and that's how it starts. Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. yes. Gotcha. Agreed, 100%. Awesome. Awesome. So if you have a website and everybody listening should have a website, talk to your web designer about the fact web developer that you want to pixelate your website That's it. and then work with the ads that you're running on these other social media tools so that there's that communication piece. And that's going to help grow your visitors. It's going to put you in front of the eyeballs more than just once. 100%. Awesome. All right. So Let's talk about this from the standpoint of if somebody works with you, yeah. what do they go through? You talked about sort of your, your, uh, you, you know, your, your framework, but yeah. what does somebody do when they work with you? And I assume if they work with somebody else, it's going to be a similar process. What are they getting when they outsource this type of work in social media to leverage it? Let me start with the baseline, I guess. That, that's the most helpful thing um, that I have found, especially with thought leaders, you know, and it comes with... Uh, inviting people into your narrative. What that means is, you know, looking for low-hanging fruit, looking for people out there that might be interested in the type of content you have. And there's three steps to that. There is the, and the first one is the audit, which I call the baseline. So it's like, you know, I'm probably 20 pounds, I think 20 pounds overweight. Okay, you and me so both. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's 40 pounds between the two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't think, you know, I want to lose weight anymore, guys. Right? So I need another perspective, right? So I think I want to be healthier. So one way to be healthier is to lose a couple of pounds. So the thing I have to do is first is a baseline, right? Which means I got to jump into the scary um, scale, right? <laughs> I really, you know, I got to pull it, dust it off and just stand on and, and look at it. And that's what the audit does. And that's probably the one thing that, that, we have found is the most beneficial for thought leaders because it gives everybody a unique view into their message, how it appears in the public, what is some of the evergreen content they could be leveraging, what are some of the um, Google Analytics and Search Console tips that they could 
bring into the into the um, equation so that they get more organic traffic. And once you have that baseline, you start talking about, okay, so what's next? Do we need to, to build our YouTube library to start attracting more people? Do we need to start building our social media campaigns? Do we need to um, improve our newsletter cadence and the frequency and increase our open rates? But all of these things need to be aligned with the business goals. And that's the piece that I think most people miss. You know, Revenue is in direct proportion to how many people you're in front of over the year. Right? If you're in front of 100,000 people, you're going to get X number of revenue. You're in front of 200,000 people, X number of revenue. Right? So you measure from revenue, you measure KPIs being followers, being awareness, but also being conversions. And that's the piece I think that most people miss. To your point, you know, I posted this and it didn't work out for me. You know, I wanted the six pack. You wanted the six pack and it didn't work. Well, you know what? That's 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 life, right? You have to have a plan, a long-term plan to measure the right things strategically. So I will tell you, leveraging social media for five days is about as useful as going to the gym for five days. I know because yeah. I've tried both and didn't get results. Wow. I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. Very good. All right. So as we wrap up this, this conversation today, what is one other thing that you wish every speaker knew about leveraging their social media? Look to the people that are doing it great. In other words, if you have people that you follow, whoever that is, Britney Spears, Jared Leto, Jared Leto, Tom Cruise, whoever personal brand you follow, see what they're doing, how they're doing it, and look for a way to mirror that type of success. Always being authentic. Always being authentic. That, that, would, be, that would be my last piece. I think that's great advice. Hey, David Wagner, how do people find you if they want to learn more about you and the product services that you offer? I'll be at Influence. <laughs> nice. Well, and everybody listening should be at the National Speakers Association's conference, Influence 2022 in Nashville this July, because that's where you get to go and meet all the best speakers and all the people who work with the best speakers. So you want to be at Influence. Uh, so that's one way. And then what's your website? How do they find you there? The number one marketing idea.com. So it's the number one, one marketing idea.com. That's the name of a company, one marketing idea.com. One marketing idea.com and use the number. Don't spell out the, the, the number one, just one marketing idea.com. That is perfect. Awesome. David Wagner, thanks for being on Speakernomics. My pleasure. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I'll tell you what, I want you to come back every single week where we're going to have more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to build your business and make more money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.